in theaters everywhere, actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engine. chose tonight as an opportunity to give us a mock game, if you will, in the road venue. Uh, we were the visiting team. We came through the visiting tunnel. Uh, we were on the visiting sideline. Uh, it was a good atmosphere to get better. We had some live special teams periods. I think that's important in order to give these guys an opportunity to show what they're capable of in that area. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the locker room. Uh, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and uh, we welcome you today. Uh, you know, one of the things about Friday night was uh, they practiced like a road game. It was interesting, yeah, huh? And they, I didn't see a doggone thing. Yeah. I was stuck up in the studio yeah. with Dulac. Me yeah. and Du were sitting there. You're down there. You get to watch a little bit anyhow. Yeah. And, and we were stuck in the studio. And they came out the uh, the uh, opposite uh, uh, tunnel. First time ever. Yeah. Huh? I yeah. mean, well, let's see. Did Derek? Wait, no, no, no. Derek was. That was out in L.A. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I thought maybe on account of he might have done it before, but he right. hadn't. Yeah. Uh, so, uh uh, one of the things uh, I, I am cautious, uh, are curious about is David DeCastro left during practice, and he's being evaluated. You know, I don't, I don't know what he's got. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, the, the fact is, I, if you say, I don't know, did you notice him walking off the field okay? Yeah. All right, because then it wouldn't be lower body. He might right. have something going on with his, you know, back or shoulder or something like that. Who knows? This is pure speculation. Don't have a clue. Right. Got to right. wait for the docs to come across and say, this is what it be. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And and Cam Canada didn't practice. Ryan Switzer didn't practice. The That's, long the snapper didn't practice? Right. right. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. McCullough. Uh, Liam. Yeah, Liam yeah. McCullough. Uh, he was the long stepper. And he, he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Come on. Better than Vance McDonald. <laughs> Or James Harrison. Or James Harrison. <laughs> nobody, nobody put a call into James Harrison. Yeah. When Cam Canada went down. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How uh, do you, you know what? That yeah. may be the. That may be the worst injury since uh, Danny Kreider pulled a calf and walked through. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Come on, Cam. Pull it together, buddy. So, uh, and Chris Wormley didn't practice. Uh, now, he, I'm, a, I'm a little bit worried about him. He's not yeah. really practiced at all. Yeah, he's got a shoulder. 
Right, right. Uh, yeah, look, you know, you, you saw it, the tape, uh, the ace bandage uh, on his shoulder. And um, do you remember when they taped your shoulder up so bad? Was it Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> the, the arm was taped. Remember, it was like 90 degrees. Off yeah. The body. And you couldn't, like, bring your arm down. And you're walking. Everyone's yeah. going, you're going to walk out there and everyone's going to think, oh, look, he's waving at Waving at <laughs> Because your arm, hey, Jacob, his arm was taped like this, and it like it just it just sat there like a splint. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was. Of course, it was funny. I, you, I, I was, you're, yeah, expense. I was waving. <laughs> uh, oh. So Ben didn't take a lot of reps. James Conner didn't take a lot of reps. Uh, uh, but they had a scrimmage, and the scouts were the officials. How about that? Yeah. I saw uh, Brad Hunt behind the quarterback. He was in the referee yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, And uh, then you saw the David, other guys. David uh, and Danny. Uh, right, Phil Kreidler, he had to be down there no, somewhere. No, Phil, Phil, Phil wasn't, wasn't down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How do you know that they're wearing because masks? Because Phil, Phil was up in the stands. <laughs> oh, so he got the scout. Yeah. He didn't get, I'm going to have to ask him, why, why didn't they pick you as a referee? Can't yeah. you run? Can't yeah. you move? <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, they had a they had scrimmage, and uh, the Scots were officials. Uh, you know, Benny Smell looked good. You know, he looked fast. He looked shifty. He juked a lot of guys. Uh, Benny Benny did a great job on Friday night. You know, I was very very impressed with mm-hmm. Benny Snell. You when you watch him, and again because I was not able to watch practice because with the rain they took us and stuck us in the studio. And, of course, that was also confirmation of who really has the face for radio between you and me. Right. You constantly get pulled for TV. I end up on radio. Well, I'm up for radio face of the year, though. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're up for a radio Emmy. Uh, and, radio face Emmy. Well, you know, I didn't realize why they didn't just put you under the tent. I don't know either. Yeah. You know, that was just... That's yeah. the way it was. Yeah. All uh, I know is when they say go, I go. Yeah, and 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 Benny Snell looked fast on bouncing it out. Uh, he did a great job. I I was very 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 impressed with him. You know, we're gonna have to rewrite Elton John's song. Yeah. Instead of Benny and the Jets, we'll say Benny's got some Jets. Yeah. Oh, huh? That's good. That, that would work. That's Benny's good. got some jets. Benny's got some jets. I like it. You know, the fact is, you watch this young man and know that he was a featured back. Uh, you know, in college, at, at Kentucky, right at Kentucky, and, and he beat the Penn State at, at the. I, I forgot what bowl. Right, it was. but yeah. he was he was like uh, killing them. Yeah. So you look at his abilities as they grow. Uh, it's got to make you feel better about the fact because, again, with James Harrison. Uh, James Harrison, James Conner, um, battling, you know, to come back from injuries. The one thing you worry about, James, is the injuries. You're not worried about his talent. You're not right. worried about his preparation. Uh, He's he, done all that. Yeah. There's nothing you can do anymore to prepare to not to to being hurt than what he's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you got to have people in the wings who are ready to go. Did you see James's lats when he flexed oh, I, out? I, yeah. Mom. Arnold, wings of man. Yeah, seven for Sergio like Oliva. Seven forty-seven. Se- Sergio Oliva. Oh, big, the huge. wings of man. Sergio Oliva was the only man that Arthur Jones, the inventor of of Nautilus. Yeah, the only man who, the only guy bodybuilder he ever measured who had arms bigger than his head. Yeah, you know, uh, 
You know, um, when when I was cut, <laughs> I was working at a Chicago health club. Okay. And Sergio Oliva was a policeman, and he came in, and I, you know, I was staring at I was staring at him because his quads were bigger than his waist, <laughs> and his, he was huge, and his guns yeah. were so big, and he turned around, and his lats were. I mean, think about the that. wings of man. The the height, his arms were bigger than the height of his head, from his chin to the top of his head. His his arms were bigger than that, and that's like the, the only one that Arthur Jones ever officially uh, measured like that. Yeah, yeah. It was it's even even the Austrian oak. Yeah, Arnold. Yeah, get Arnold. to the chopper. Yeah, yeah, Arnold. Uh, uh, but Sergio Oliva, uh, he you know his. Uniform, policeman uniform was so tight. Oh yeah, how do yeah. you move? Yeah, yeah. He may be. I did. I did hear a, a famous bodybuilder back in the day say that there was a Chicago policeman who was a bodybuilder who was very famous who didn't get out of the car much. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't want. He, he didn't want to burn energy from his workout. Yeah, <laughs> he would sit in the car all day long. So I, I got to feel who that might be. Yeah. But I'm not saying because I ain't saying. Yeah, yeah. But he he, he was impressive. He was oh, he, yeah. impressive. Absolutely. The guy was just huge. Yeah. And uh, and so other guys that were uh, showed up in a big way is Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. You know, they're going to be good. Uh, they're I, already good. Yeah, they're, they're already good. But now, they're you're talking be, about greatness. They're going to be productive. Uh, in the pass rush, yes. in the sacks, uh, you know, I I have a lot of confidence in them. You know, when I think about these two, I'm starting to think about the rivalry, like with uh, Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green. Right. You know, that was a productive, good rivalry. That right. was two guys just going at it. They want to be top dog, but they also push each other. Yeah. You know, in in the confines of of being a team and a tandem. Yeah. And I think those two think about it. Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd, then you got uh, James Harrison, and you got Lamar Woodley, and now you got these guys. I wonder, you know, how will they stack up against those guys? Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I think uh, what you're saying, with Bud Dupree is so strong. Right. There's very few guys when when Zach Banner gets all his weight moving forward, all his muscle and, and everything else, some ham hocks are churning. The only guy that I've seen really stand up under it was Bud. Yeah. I mean, Bud can lock out, and you know, I mean, on the outside, you know, he's he's one guy that just he's pretty amazing with that. So speaking of Zach Banner, uh, he was he was good Friday night. Uh, he he was punching well. He you know he one one the, one of the things we were talking about is he vertical sets, mm-hmm. and uh, that's not good. So he set out. Did you uh, scream at yeah, him? Yeah, I said, I said, Zach, <laughs> you look great. Set out every time. Now, from the cavernous areas of the stadium. And you're, you're up there and you're screaming, Zach. <laughs> no, I, I, I told Kent. Oh, okay. The chaplain. Right, to Chevalier. Get, yeah, Chevalier. I said, Kent, get Zach's attention yeah. for me. And so he walked back and I said, Zach, you look great. Yeah. Uh, you know, set out every time and carry your hands higher. And he said, yeah, I carry my hands too low. Yeah, he's, so, he does. Yeah, He does. And it always happens, not always, but most of the time when he stops his feet, drops his head, 
his hands drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's But he was better good Friday good. night. He needs that. You yeah. know, you you might have to go there, wear a sign that says from on Uchaluch and it says, Zach <laughs> Head up, hands up, chest up. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, that that that's a a B chest. I know up. We, we we borrowed it. We we don't we don't chest up. <laughs> yes, you would chest we up. We hands up, <laughs> head back. Yes, hands up, head back. But your chest gets up there too. You got to, because you can't. If you if you have your hands up and you're bent forward, nah, your head comes forward. Yeah, you yeah. got to get your chest up. Yeah, you and, just don't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so you know the offensive line, I I think is good. Uh, Are you worried about the Castro because on account of you know, you 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 made a note of it that he came out of practice. Yeah, I I I don't. You know, he missed the first three days, and uh, I I don't know what's going on with him. You know, I I, I don't know what he's got injured. You you don't know anything. Inquiring minds yeah, want to know. You don't know anybody that's injured. Uh, what what they're what they're what they've got. You well, know? we'll be down there today. Maybe we can. Uh, peruse around and find out i mean if they announce something yeah that's all but otherwise other than that you know i mean uh, you know here we go we're we're down to it chaluch this is the last week that guys can really make an impact right this is it last week was a lean-in week well this is a double lean-in week yeah you know lean and hard week i yeah. don't know you know exactly what it is you got to do but you got to do something to catch the coach's eyes if you have not already yeah and next week is Game, game prep yeah, part. yeah. Start game week, yeah. And you know how that goes. The pads, they if they wear pads, it's it's basically shells with pads on, yeah. is what it is. You know, they, they don't donk each other or nothing. So you better make your point and in, in statement. If you've not already grabbed their attention, you're down to the last week. Yeah, man. and and uh, they scrimmaged. Uh, uh, they well, they had special teams, and uh, you know, I I think uh, you got to make a. Uh, a name for yourself on Statement. special teams. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I noticed that Kevin Dotson is back, and we'll talk about him in the next yeah. segment or so, but uh, I'm excited good. about that. Good. He looked good. Beautiful. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf, and I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. Offense and defense on scrimmage plays, man, really focused on in-game like things, play clock and formational things, situational ball, areas of the field. We'll continue to work and grow in, in terms of our understanding so we can execute in those moments. Uh, the rules are somewhat different. Um, things happen faster and so forth in situational ball, and so we want to pay respect to that through preparation. 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin, you know, talked about situational football. And Mike is a great coach. Uh, he's a great man. He really is. He's a man of God. He He's a great, great, great coach. And I told him last year uh, when we, we, we were uh, talking in the in the film room, I said, you know, Mike, I would have loved to play for you. Mm. And uh, uh, and he said, oh, that that's that's nice. And and I said, uh, he said, so you you played for uh, twelve years for Chuck and uh, one year for Bill and uh, one year for Mike Holmgren. And I said, uh, you know, Chuck could look at you and uh, make you lose bladder control. And he, he said. <laughs> He started laughing. Well, it was the truth. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the way it was, and it was a different era. The yeah. culture of the players was different. Yeah, um, there's so much changed when free agency came into the league. Right, that really changed a lot of things. And when we left the game, there was that growing portion of players that were, they loved the shiny life of right. the NFL player. Yeah. You know, the shiny things, the shiny life, things that surrounded being an NFL player. When back in the day, you know, it's like I, I we used to say, uh, we, we would have played for free because yeah. we loved the game. And we practically did play for free in comparison right. to what these guys Our make. Rookie year, yeah. second year. Yeah, even through a number of the first years. Yeah. But it's okay. You know what I mean? That's the way it is. Good for these guys. I'm glad yeah, I'm for glad, them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin is that guy that speaks to the players of today. Right, yeah. You know, he's got a great ability to communicate. And, right. uh I love that, and I love the fact that whenever you get a chance to talk to Mike and you have those little conversations, you usually come away with something very productive, right. something that yeah. you made to go, hmm. You know, and that's that's what a, an excellent head coach makes you do. And the guys love him. And oh, I, I, we love him. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've been doing uh, a man-up conference with him for uh, eight years, and, uh, you know, he's, he's a great uh, – uh, speaker and uh, he gets guys fired up. He does a great job. I've been privileged to enjoy the last couple of years doing man up with him and yeah. just watching him do his thing is uh, you know inspires people. Yeah. So yeah. take that inspiration, take that leadership, and he's running with it. He's, right. He's he does what Chuck does. He yeah. he takes men and makes them better men. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know. He, yeah. Uh, and that's uh, what I love. Yeah. He's, so, he's great at that. you know, the other thing is I also love how he puts his team in some sort of a lot of players. Yeah. He'll put them in some sort of conflict, whether it's, you know, scenario. Yeah. Uh, he loves matchups, to, he, all he, kinds of stuff. And he'll poke the bear. Yeah. But he'll make you have to really perform and come out and do something. You know what I mean? He looks for those matchups. And I love when one, some, one guy bests another in a matchup. We go, oh, no, we can't have that. Let's come back and let's right. get right. Same two. Same, same two. two. You know, and that's excellent. And I love that. And I appreciate that because you want to see who comes back and, and you see who's got some fight to him. Yeah. You know, and, and all the stuff that he does, he does with a purpose. He doesn't just intermittently throw stuff out there. Yeah. You know, and I think he's he that kind of gets spoken to all the people that work under him. Yeah. You know, so anyhow, I think what he did, you know, when you look at, for instance, uh, Friday night when he went with, uh, you know, on the visiting sideline. Yeah. That's great. Right. I didn't ever thought of that. Yeah. You know, how people say, that. how significant is that? Well, it is, 
You got young people who need to be led through the process right. of understanding what it means to come to a visiting stadium, how it do- how it's done, how it looks, so that it's comfortable. Because the routine of comfortability has got to be something that you establish for each and every player. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, we experienced that they don't experience anymore is we practiced uh, on Saturday at at the facil- at the uh, uh, opponent's facility, right. the opponent's uh, stadium. Stadium, and uh, we we except did... for in L.A. when uh, yeah. Al Davis turned on the yeah. on the uh, watering spots, yeah. and then and, and the gates were locked. Right. Yeah. And so we went to uh, University of Southern California. Al pulled a dirtbag maneuver on us on that one. Yeah, but so so be it. Yeah, but uh, we. But I got to tell you the truth. Towards the end of our careers, what for me, years eight, nine, ten. I really wasn't so hip on going to the stadium the day before. The one thing I liked in Minnesota was they did the walkthrough um, in the hotel rather than going to the stadium. It just seemed because after a period of time, it was like, okay, I got it. So I, I liked I know you practice did. it because I felt comfortable going in first time uh, to the visiting locker room and then coming uh, the next day, it was familiar. And so I like familiarity. Right. And for the most part, by the time I got up to year 9, 10, we'd visited most of the stadiums. So to me, it wasn't that big a deal. But um, I can understand your point. And Mike was making the point on Friday night, introducing his guys to the routine of being the visiting team. I wonder if uh, they drove around the city, like (laughs) put them in a bus. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. We're coming in from the airport. Here we go. Yeah. So – you know, one of the things uh, I am uh, aware of is Devin Bush keeps getting better and better every day. Boy, I like uh, that kid. You know, you know, he is getting better. And one of the things that we always talk about is how much a guy gets better from the end of his rookie year to his second year. And so Devin Bush – uh, played a lot of football last year. He led the team in tackles, 109 right. tackles. Uh, he was a starter. He played uh, every game. And uh, one of the one of the things that you use to get better is you, if you play a lot of football. Absolutely. And, and and he played a lot of football. And so the off season, I. I imagine that he watched a lot of film. No question. And and uh, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in a COVID year. Yeah. And uh, let me ask you this though, uh, and I go back to this because from time to time, understanding how guys you make that second year jump, I kind of think he made that second year jump in the last uh, quarter of the season. Yeah. You know, I mean, really. He really took on more and more responsibility, and it was kind of like A.B. and Manny Sanders when right. Bruce Arians was talking about, I need those guys. I knew I was going to need those guys right. to make that jump before the second-year jump. They needed them the last quarter of the season into the playoffs. I needed those guys to be productive uh, members of my wide receiver troop so that I can get reps out of right. them. Yeah. You know, and, and, so, uh, he's, and one of the things that impressed me about B.A. was he, he constantly – took them into his own office and 
went over plays with yeah. these guys over yeah. and over because he said, I needed them to come forward and be productive before that second-year jump stuff. You know, I, I needed them to be productive in uh, uh, the hurry-up offense, yes. in the no-huddle. Yes. Yeah, because uh, – And that's he, what he, I think Devin yeah. is now. Yeah. There, he's a signal caller now. Yeah. Now he's going to call the signals. So, you know, for him – I think it, that process occurred towards the latter part of the season, whatever, the last half, last quarter, I don't know. Yeah. But he was being more and more uh, productive in all areas, and I think he's just simply growing on the great foundation that he established last year. It looks like he sees the field better. Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. and he's better in pass coverage. He's better at attacking the run. Um, I, I, you know, I think this young man Does is going to have a Now, good. when you start to see him – does he not remind you of a little bit of Vince? You know, because Vince does that bang. Yeah. You know, he sees things. He gets to that point with the guard, with right. the, you know, whoever is the lead back. And he, you know, that here's the point. If you can get to that position on the field before that guy gets there, you can plant yourself and reinforce your posture to take on the blow. Right. You know what I mean? And if you can't get there and the other guy gets there first and you're running up and, <laughs> and you don't have the ability to get low and plant yourself, uh, that guard's going to win. That's yeah. a 320-pound guard, whatever, right. and you're a 240-pound linebacker. You you know, and that sort of thing, you generally are going to have a you're going to have a problem. So you know, one of the things that impresses me about Devin Bush, he beats the guy to the intersection. Uh, you know, and that was uh, how Lambert played. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lambert was so smart. Uh, he fished out every play. Uh, he saw it. Right. And so he he didn't get blocked. No. Nope. Because he he beat the guy to the tackle. Because he knew where to get where to yeah. plant himself. And had four killers in front of him. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, Joe Green, yeah. Dwight White, and, and Al C. Greenwood, that, you know. Steve Furness. <laughs> It, it helps a little bit to have those guys in front of you. But it's like you said. You know, I remember when, when we first started traveling together, you always pointed about Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was very good at that, yeah, was he not? Yeah, he, uh, Ray Lewis uh, was a stud, but he was uh, he was a genius at uh, scoping out and sniffing out plays. He, he was a remember film Remember what rat. Mike Tomlin used to call it? No. Uh, C-do. His see do is really good. He yeah. sees it, then he does it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that yeah, was yeah. He he did it. Uh, uh, you know, he was he was a very smart player, and he was very physical, and he was very fast. He was the total package. Yeah, he was the total. He package. really was. You know, uh, I look at that, and I think you see the same sort of thing with Devin growing. Yeah, yeah, Devin. Uh, uh, his eyes. Yeah, in, you know, in his growth, I, and I love. The fact that Devin and Vince are playing together. Yes. I, I, I love it because Vince is the thumper. Devin is the sideline to sideline guy. Uh, and But uh, you know what? He's also taking on the characteristics of that which he sees right next to him. Right, yeah. When you see Vince come in and fly in to take on that lead back or lead guard, what have you, you can't help but do the same thing if you're yeah. Devin. You start to say – Okay, I see what this guy does, yeah. and I want to, you know, and I want to be like him. I'm sure he looks up to Vince, and I'm sure that he looks at that and says, "I want to be a thumper like that. I want to be the guy that." Okay, I read, I read instantaneously, man. Let me go. Right. Yeah, and uh, and Vince is sniffs out place oh, too. He does. You know, you got know, a little Larry Foot in him. It yeah. Seems like. You know what he he. Uh, 
when the cadence going, he seems to understand what play is going to be run. And so he cheats to the side. You're talking about Vince. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of uh, the play sure, call. And, it's, it's what we used to do. Yeah. You know, you cheat in your stance. You know, you know you got to cut off, so you give them a different look. But you're. it's funny how you learn to cheat your stance or whatever, your eyes, so that you're throwing off the guy. But it's a natural part of the game, you yeah. know, that uh, he, to be successful as you grow as a veteran, yeah. it's it's those things, little things that create separation for you. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be good. They, they play in unison together. Now, you yeah. look at Friday night. Um, one of the things I, I, I noticed from the pool report was that Devin had a nice coverage on Zach Gentry. Yeah. What we got to watch, you know, in the previous couple of weeks is the fact that I think his skills as a pass coverage man have grown. Yeah. You know, like he understands the coverage, you know, aspect of it much better than he did last year. Yes. 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 He, he he's he's much better. I mean, even though you could knock the ball away from Zach Gentry, you know. Zach's kind of a yeah. tall drink of water, yeah. man. Says, what's Zach? Six, six, six eight. A six yeah. eight. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, he's a lot taller than you. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's taller than me. I, you know, I remember when we used to play it against Dallas. I was playing against two tall Jones, oh, and he was that, six nine. I know. So I'd run to the line of scrimmage and get in my stance so he wouldn't notice how short I was. <laughs> You know, it's the truth. You know, Tutal was huge, man. Yeah. Now he couldn't he couldn't get down and take on the trap very well. Yeah. But uh, he was he was really good at pass rushing, and uh, you know he could. It was hard to hook him. You know. You know, once I punched him in the back, uh, <laughs> and the next play he threw his forearm at my chin, but he missed. Did he miss? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's moments that uh, you know you have that. Uh, being short sometimes has its advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he aimed higher. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, about getting as many back here over the next course of the next couple of days as we study the tape and the players get a day off. Hopefully that gives us good trajectory from a participation standpoint as we get into next week. And man, it's time to start leaning in on this in a big way. 
um, as this things come, as, as this process begins to come to a close and we need to narrow our focus on game preparation. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin, yeah, we, we, we love Mike Tomlin. He's a great coach, but he set it up on Friday night, so it was like, a, uh, like we were the visitors, and he set it up as uh, a Monday night game. Uh, though it was Friday night, um, but you know he's he lo- he loves putting you in that position, situational football, and uh, uh, you know, and so the week after, we one week from today, we play the Giants. Start, well, yeah, a week from today starts the week preparation for the Giants. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the point is this, and this is where. Uh, you know, this is riding the storm out. This is the storm coming. Yeah. I mean, you're you're down to it now. You're a rookie. You're a young guy. You got nothing, basically, that, uh, you know, you, you got nothing to show other than the scrimmages in, you know, in-house. Right. What you can do. It's good that Kevin Dotson got back. He needs to be back. Yeah. He needs to show what he can do. He needs these repetitions. You know, there's other guys out there, but one guy who has consistently shown up every day is Chase Claypool. Yeah. You know, how this guy was overlooked and not a first-round draft pick, right. that's amazing to me. Yeah. This kid has done nothing but come out and shown he has huge upside. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do Come, uh, you know, the, the, the Monday night football game in New York or Thursday or whatever night it is. I can't. Monday night. Monday night. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So Monday night, when they cut it loose, this kid, I, I, I'm excited by what he's capable of doing. Yeah. So the, the kickoff uh, for the NFL goes Thursday night. Uh, it's uh, Houston and Kansas City. Okay. And so then we go, you know, there's Sunday night games and then Sunday's uh, right. afternoon I wonder if they're going to do Saturday night games, yeah, too. I, I don't know. You know, uh, so we're playing Monday night. And, uh, oh, by the way, did you enjoy yesterday's simulation? Yeah. <laughs> were you in the booth the whole time? Yeah. I, I was, was sitting in the front row down behind the, the, the Steelers side on the Steelers sidelines. Yeah. I'm just sitting there going, okay, what's going on? They they played the game, but I want everybody to know in the in the simulation the Steelers won ten to nothing over Denver. Right. <laughs> just just thought I'd throw that out there, you yeah, know, so yeah, we had that yeah. fact. But the factoid that we we're talking about in that game, this is gonna be you know the the run up for this is going to be phenomenal, right? Yeah, and Joe Judge uh, is the head coach of the the New York Giants, and he coached um, with the uh, uh, the New England Patriots from 2012 to 2019. He was a special teams coach, and then he was the wide receivers coach. And uh, you know it's going to be interesting uh, how he coaches the New York Football Giants. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And think about this, the lack of video evidence for either team. Yeah. You know, there's got to be, I don't know. You know, I was thinking about this this morning, and probably we don't need this. We have no film to watch. We have no film to watch. We got nothing. (laughs) So the the thing I was thinking about was how are you going to attack the Giants? I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and one of them is 
ah, let's run the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're going to pound the ball, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, there's this little part of me that goes, Ben's back. Well, you want to get Ben's feet wet? Do you want to get him comfortable? Or or if you see one safety, you know, one safety high, and you just got Claypool out there, you go, go, baby, we're going downtown. We're, yeah. going, to, we're going downtown right from the get-go. Show him that arm. Make those corners backpedal. Make that safety lean over the top towards Claypool. I don't know. I'm just saying to myself – Put them on, on on notice. That arm is nice and strong if you air it out. Yeah, Jason Garrett is uh, their offensive coordinator now, and uh, I'm talking about Ben though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm I'm talking about the the way their offense is going to be. Right. And you know, Joe Judge, uh, as uh, a wide receivers coach for the New England Patriots, the, the last couple of years, New England has been running more than they threw. And uh, uh, and so Jason Garrett uh, ran the ball with Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas a lot, and so I, I'm I'm am thinking that uh, Sanquan Barkley, he, he you know he's gonna be the he's gonna be the hoss. Yeah, he is quite a talent. Yeah, he is really powerful. You know what? His lower body strength is exceptional. Right. You know, His quads are huge. Yeah, they're just huge, man. So he uses them well. But I, I just got thinking about it, you know, and it, it, we're really premature. But my first thought was you're in New York, you know, if you, if the Steelers get the ball. And at any time in that first series you see that one safety high bet, you know, you go after him just to let him know, just to back him off a little bit, saying, all right, this is, this is what I'm, I'm capable of doing, it, man. Don't, you know. Give it to me. You know, give me that safety high. I'll prove. Give me that one safety. I'll prove that I can hit the long yeah, ball. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, it's going to be good. I, I think it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be better than fun. It's going to be, I, in my mind, look, everybody's anxious for the season to start. Everybody's looking for um, something to cheer for, something to give them a little bit of, you know, zip do da in their get along. Because let's face it, we've been quarantined so much yeah. that uh, football is generating a lot of excitement. I hope it comes forward and we get some great games. All right. Yeah. Quit reading your email. <laughs> I'm not reading my email. <laughs> You're Googling something. Yeah. I, I, um, the only problem is that then you start, I start losing you. You're, you're, you're lost in Google land. Yeah. I I was looking up the uh, defensive coordinator for the Giants. Okay. Yeah. Patrick and, Graham. Okay. Patrick Graham. And six degrees from Tunchilkin. What do you got from Patrick Graham? I I don't know Patrick Graham. <laughs> oh, that would be the – you better study him for a while. Yeah. And then we'll do a six degrees. Getting back to Chase Claypool, though, this is a guy that, in my mind, I think he has really outperformed his – his uh, advanced pronouncements yeah. of greatness. You know, I mean, for him to – everybody talked about, you know, the, the statistical stuff that he can do, the 6'4", the 238, the 4'4", the 40-inch vertical. Right. And, you know what, just watching him go, he puts it together and does things that uh, I look at. You know, he, he reminds me of a, of a bigger Louis Lips in right. some ways because Louis was very powerful in the way he attacked the ball. And I, I think very similar in what I watch from, you know, from Claypool. You know, every time I hear an interview, he is such a humble man. Yes. And he is bright because yes. he knows the offense. Uh, and uh, he doesn't ask 
Ben questions, and Ben says, do you, do you have any questions? And he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm all right. Isn't that something? Yeah. You, I mean, I think I, I asked a ton of questions. I did, too. Nobody, nobody asked me, do you have any questions? And I was no. like, no, I got questions. Yeah, I got questions. You know, I got a lot of questions. I got yeah. issues. And, and they you are know, many. he is smart. He is big, strong, fast. And one of the things for a linear guy who is a 4-4-40, he comes in and out of his breaks. He does. Well, with power. Yeah, great. You know, um, quick. I, I, he, he, he accelerates, decelerates so quickly, and he lowers his hips. I mean, he bends those knees. You, you, he's around the, the cuts. So anyhow, yeah, watching him and uh, the strength of his hands when he catches the ball, just it's really fun. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what this young man can do. And he's physical. You know, when when he uh, clubs a guy, right? He, he cartwheels him. Oh, he, the guy disappears. That's one of the things I love about it. And the fact is, I think he's going to be a contributor in, in many ways, and we've talked about it. But, again, his ability to attract the attention of the uh, safety over the top, making him lean, of getting double coverage. Even Butts talked about it. Keith Butler talked about the fact that, yeah, if I had to uh, put coverage on to Claypool, I'm sure we'd be trying to find ways to double him up. Right. Because that size. I mean, anytime you single him up, he's got a great chance of winning that matchup because of his physical size and strength. You've got to hold. If you're a defensive back, how do you not hold him? Right. How do you not get a pass interference going for the ball when the guy's 6'4"? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's a matchup you got to win. And one of the things that uh, I'm also impressed with him, he's developed a nice rapport with Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's uh, Ben. Lo- Ben's looking for him. Well, Ben has always loved the tall yeah. wide receiver. You know, the guy that can get downfield. And this is the guy that has all those things that, uh, you know, Ben could possibly want. And the yeah. thing about it is, what do you think it's going to do for a Deontay Johnson? Yeah. Or James Washington, oh. you know, or um, Juju. You know, I mean, that those are guys that are going to be able to really get some added benefit out of the fact this guy's just yeah, so blowing down he, the sideline. You know, Jack. We, we'll, we'll see a lot of uh, all vertical routes. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. You know, the, the bombardier back. We didn't see uh, and much Deontay of that. After, Johnson yeah. running underneath. Crossing and, uh, routes and, and stuff Juju, like that. Juju uh, and uh, – you know, and all that's going to, to me, all that's just going to, you know, make it so much easier to run the ball. Man, I hope we can run the ball so well this year. You know, get ourselves back in that groove where, you know, we get the 100-yard rushers and everything. Because that makes yeah. the passing game go. The passing game makes the running game go. Everything is, you know, everything's copacetic. Yeah. You know, it, it it's like you can't do one without the other, you know. Uh, I, a lot of people want to isolate on and say, you know, the passing game, well, the problem is when you start getting 60 65% throwing, you know, it really takes away from your ability to run the ball. Right. Man, it's just, you know, you get too one-sided. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that when you run the ball effectively, you can play action pass now. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you play action pass, you, you fake to the running back and you get the linebackers to jump up because they're starting. Right. They, they want to stop the run, and uh, you know it, it's it's very balanced 
when you can run the ball well. Get that balanced attack back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to love it. When we back in the day, you trap, trap, you know, you got play action pass and all. We did a lot of trap, play action. Trap pass. Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah. The 134 trap pass. You know, um, that sort of stuff really, when you build on something, when you've got a running play that you could build successfully on to make it appear yeah. as a run play, then go pass off it, be it a screen or some sort of play action pass, you got a winner there. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the way you build that offense. And I, I just think about the fact. I hope that that Randy's able to keep it more of a fifty-fifty approach with the run game, passing game, and that and that uh, you know uh, we can get our running attack where we want it to be. Because right. I just think all that stuff comes together when you can do your remember BA's four-minute offense towards the end of the game. Right. Close that game out. Run yeah. the ball. Run the ball, baby. Yeah, and uh, pound the ball. Yeah, pound the ball. We used to love that. I mean, we'd be out there just waiting, you know, uh, and we got the last drive, and, and you and I, we'd be looking at each other and saying, okay, let's go. Yeah. This is our chance to physically dominate and put this game away. There was nothing, nothing beat the feeling of uh, a body beatdown on the defense yeah. where those guys are, are complaining to each other. They're, they're, you know, complaining about the coaches. They're getting up slow. Their hands are on their hips. They're bent over in the huddle. And you can see yeah. you're wearing them down and that they're done. They're looking for a, a reason or excuse to pack it up and go. All right. We're going to take a break. Speaking of packing it up and go. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tuncher in the locker room. It's 412-919-1316. part of us and, and he has participated uh, quite a bit through this process. He's just missed a lot of padded work and hopefully um, that exposure has been helpful to him also during the time that he was down. He hasn't missed any meetings or mental preparation so I'm sure there's an adjustment. It's probably um, more of an adjustment given the fact that he has very little resume to speak of but such is life. Things he has to deal with. We'll work hard to give him opportunities to catch up and to display his understanding. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin was talking about Kevin Dotson, uh, the uh, guard. Um, and, uh, you know, he looked good la uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he looks strong. He's a squat monster. He is a strong dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the things you notice about him immediately He's got the power pack, the run blocking power pack on the backside. You know yeah. that keister. That's what you need if you're going to be a good run blocker. You got to have that power pack. Right, 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 right. And you know when he double teamed with Zach Banner, 
they pushed the, the I, I forgot who they pushed off the line of scrimmage. Uh, but he, they he, took him back, huh? Yeah, and he got to the second level. Good, because he was, uh, uh, you know, good. Well, you know, very this, this young man, he's uh, he's another guy that they they could possibly need. I mean, if you go through the season, if Dave DeCastro is having some issues, and we don't know what it is, yeah, all right, but he's it's enough that he's missed a little bit of time thus far. Yeah, um, this is an opportunity for Kevin Dotson to be able to get some uh, serious reps and come along because you don't know what the season's going to bring. Yeah. You know, David's been very durable, you know, except for that one incident in Buffalo when he, you know, jacked his knee up and then came back his second year and he was just fine. Um, David's been very, very durable. And the opportunity for Dotson, you know how it is. You got to take him where you can get him. When you're behind somebody that's an all pro, yeah. when you're behind somebody, a perennial pro bowler, you got to take whatever you can get. Right. Yeah. Or you got to find another or position. Or find another position. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> exactly. I was drafted at a center, and when I came in and saw that Webby had not missed a play since 1976, I said, ooh, i got to find a new <laughs> position. Not only that, he hadn't missed any practice time either. Yeah. I mean, he was incredibly durable. And so – Anyhow, um, for Kevin Dotson, this is a big week because now being back, and especially if, all right, we don't, again, don't know what David, but David, if he's not getting any, any reps, let's say if this week, they hold him back a lot to be, yeah. be able to get him ready for the opener, then Kevin's got the opportunity to really take a lot of the reps. And of course, you got Wizard there. Steph, uh, you know, Steph, Steph he's, uh, he's takes, great. takes he's, uh, David to catch a spot. He could he would be there, but yeah. I'm talking about the fact that you get dots and get reps now. Yeah, you know, and uh, because at some point in time too, Steph's going to be taking some at left guard, center, that yeah. sort of thing. So anyhow, he's um, taken already center, left guard, mm -hmm, right guard. Yes, exactly. He looks great. Steph yeah. looks great. I think he's playing very well, and uh, I don't have any reservations about him if he would become the starter. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, man's already been. Uh, on the winning side of two Super Bowls, right. you do that. Yeah, they plug you and play you like that in the Super Bowl, and and you excel. You're all right. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no doubt there. So coming back to Kevin Dotson again, the learning curve was so big. I remember when you got hurt, you jacked up your knee. Yeah, you know, but then you came back, and after uh, uh, you know your three plays against the Jets, yeah, I was cut. <laughs> But as we laugh about it, only because of the the fact you come back two Pro Bowls, top thirty three all time, you know that uh, that says uh, it, it's nice way is a nice way to swage the pain. I, I remember when Chuck said, uh, um, "Stay in shape because if someone gets hurt, we're going to call you back." And I I thought he just told me that <laughs> so I wouldn't cry. <laughs> I cried anyhow. I, I don't, no, no, please, no. You know when I when I was driving out of town, I was crying. Yeah, well, who, why not? It, yeah. It's a killer thing, man. People don't understand how hard it is, especially, you know, back in our day. Um, it was a brutal camp, and you worked so very hard to get in shape to come there, and you battle with everything you got. Yeah, I mean, there were days dragging yourself off the field, walking up that stupid hill. Yeah, and then to the steps. The steps were like the last steps going up to Mount Everest. You know. Yeah. I mean, it just killed you. Hillary step. Yeah, exactly. Hillary step. You're just like dying going up the last few steps. Yeah. It was brutal. And then you know, to have that dream come to an end. That, yeah. That 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 stinks, man. 
like I said, I laugh only because of the end result. Yeah. And everything turned out great. Yeah. And God blessed you with a great return. Yeah. But uh, at that point in time, when you walked up and said, in the immortal words of Jean-Paul Sartre, au revoir, au revoir go, go fair. fair. <laughs> that was a pretty good way to yeah. say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, J. Ron Elliott was looking good. Uh, J. Ron Elliott? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How so? Tell me what you saw. Well, you know, he uses his because hands again, well. Because again, I couldn't see. Yeah, he played off. Uh, he, he he played off the block well, and uh, you know, he's he's. Now he's, this is a guy. Remember, he had a, a fumble return for a touchdown yeah. back. Uh, you know, went in the preseason against Carolina. I think it was. He went you know long distance with that. He's a pretty good player. I mean, he's got reps in the league, right? Yeah. It's uh, cover. Yeah. And he can run. And, uh, you know, he's got an opportunity because right now you're looking at Alex uh, Alex Highsmith with Ola, with yeah. Tuzar. I haven't noticed a lot, anything from Tuzar. Yeah. I mean, he's been very quiet. Some of the guys that you've noticed have been un uncomfortably, say, uncomfortably quiet. Yeah. Uh, who? You know, uh, Tuzar Skipper. Uh, right. And. Um, you know, uh, what about Isaiah Bugs? Uh, I haven't seen him, and he's uh, been uncomfortably yeah. quiet, has he not? I I expected to see him a little bit more. I've heard more of Danny McCullers, seen more of Danny McCullers, but not heard a lot from Isaiah. You know, one of the things that Daniel McCullers is uh, uh, when he trimmed down this year, he's shooting his hands faster. Okay, he's getting into the center uh, quicker. And uh, you know it, it's uh, now he's controlling. You, you got to be more than a one-trick pony, right? These days, yeah. You know, just more than a nose tackle, right? Yeah. yeah. And but but he's he's good. Yeah. He, he, he now his lateral ability has got to be better. You know, I mean, coming down the line of scrimmage and chasing. Right. You know, it, there were points in time where he would get behind and lose his gap because his lateral ability wasn't that great because he was. Hey, at 352, I mean, how how great can your lateral ability, ability be? Yeah. How, what does he weigh now? I don't know, but he's down some. You know I mean? In the 330s maybe. You know, I don't know. We'll have to check on that. But the fact is he looks better going down the line of scrimmage when you got, you know, when they're pressing the outside zone. He can keep his feet. He can maintain his lockout and still be able to be a two-way player rather than making him a one-way player. Right. You know, when you turn and and, and turn your shoulders to the sidelines, you're a one-way player. Right. There's only one direction you can go right yeah, there at that point. to the sidelines. Right. And that's, I thought, one of his detriments, you know, of years past was he would get to be a one, you know, a one-way player. Now he's, I think, if I've seen enough, and you don't see enough because we're up in the stands, and it's really hard. Yeah. But you, you don't get a feel for, is he maintaining his gap fits? Right. You know, and I, I assume so. I've heard so, but you know, I've not seen so with my eyes. That bugs me. Have you have you picked a um, camp Phenom yet? No, I got been thinking. Uh, I got to uh, got to thinking about this kid. I like James Pierre. Yeah, I I do too. I think he's yeah he's, six he's, two. he's made some plays. I didn't know who he was. You know, he was number twenty six. I think it was. So I'm talking about this. I said this guy twenty six and. Then I found out it was James Pierre. I yeah. didn't know who it was. Yeah. So he's he's an interesting guy. I liked him. Um, but some of the other guys, 
I'm trying to think of uh, the right tackle. He does some good things every now and then. But I can't – I've got to find the thing here. But, you know, he's there, – there's – there's just not that been that opportunity to really get a feel because, again, when you sit away, you don't see the little things like are their hands in place, are they following through and, and finishing their blocks because you lose uh, the perspective from the stands that you have on the sidelines. When you're up close, you can see what they're doing. Yeah. You can get a different angle, move around. And I, I just haven't seen enough that I can say this is who I think. So you're in a locker room uh, with Wolf and Tunch. Uh, one of the questions or one of the things that I uh, saw is the Cam Sutton interview. And one question that he was asked is, you know, being a competitor, Cam, uh, Cam uh, is it frustrating uh, by moving in all positions? Uh, but he said it's it's not frustrating because I help the defense. I make plays. I want to be consistent uh, on on the defense. And when we we talked about this, when you learn multiple positions, right, you grasp the the defense much better. And you know, one thing about Cam is he is very versatile, and he's very athletic, and he's got great ball skills. And he's very fast, and uh, you know he 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 he's a great tackler, and so the he's whether a ball he player. yeah whether he plays uh, slot corner, outside corner, or free safety, yeah he's he's playing well, and uh, and you know when you learn multiple positions, you learn the defense, uh, and I like the way he plays. Uh, I like the way he plays. Well, I think Cam is one of the most respected guys on the defense because he's got so many uh, positions he has to learn, you know. And I, I think the fact that he's excelled at it, and I know some people are, have voiced to him the concern when he goes to free agency, well, how are they going to price you? Yeah. Because you can't price for this position or that position totally. And I just like his his attitude. It'll, God will take care of it when it comes. Yeah. All right? I ain't going to worry about it. I ain't going to sweat it. Right now, my perspective is about getting better as a contributor to this defense. This, if the defense has a great year, he's going to be in demand. Yeah. I mean, if you have another great year defensively as a unit like that, uh, with all the takeaways and all the sacks and stuff like that, people start looking for people like that who have been a part of it just because of the experience they bring, yeah. and it, it, it helps your defense. Yeah, he's developed a lot, and one of the things he said – in his interview, he's learned from a lot of guys. Right. Yeah. And you have to. You know, I mean, you, you can't just learn from the coaches. You have to be out there. You got to watch the Joe Haydens. Yeah. You got to watch the Steve Nelsons. You can pick up and use that opportunity to talk to those guys and find out what they do to help them excel. Mm -hmm. Think of, um, yeah, Zooks, Carnell Lake. What did he do? He went over to Rod Woodson. Yeah. You know, he picked Rod Woodson's brain when he got to find out, I got to play corner? Okay. Well, I got in there early with uh, Rod Rust and, you know, so forth, but I, I really needed to go with Rod and talk to Rod about what he's seeing, what he's looking at, the drills he does, and how he goes about his business because that's where the rubber meets the road. Right, right. And, uh, you know, um, when I was playing – Guard, tackle, and center. Right. I was talking to everybody. Sure. Yeah, I was talking to you. I was talking to Webby. I was talking to Bubba Brown. 
and uh, Colby. And you get that perspective overall yeah. of the offense, overall of the offensive line, you know, and then you just, uh, you know, it aids you at some point in time yeah. in, in what you can bring to bear when, um, you know, you you get nailed down to one position. Right. You know, and I think Cam at some point will, but, you know, his versatility right now is is his selling point. Yeah. You know, and I think how could you not want that if you're, um, you know, Terrell Austin, how could you not want a guy like that in your secondary where you can plug and play him in a variety of positions and he's going to excel and you feel confident in those variety of positions? That's a guy you got to have. And he, he, he said it's humbled me. Uh, he is a smart guy, a uh, lot of football brains, a lot of time in the film room. Right. Uh, he, 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 he's a film rat. And, well, uh, you, t- you just talk to Cam. You talk to Cam for five minutes, and you realize yeah. that this is a bright young man. Yeah, you know he's bright. He's smart. He takes advantage of the opportunities given to him when he has that opportunity to talk to the other guys, or he has that opportunity to go on the field. He gets the job done. Yeah, and yeah. we and we were on the uh, cruise with him. And oh yeah, he, yeah. He was he was really cool, yeah, dude. He's, he's great. Very much. All so. right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Toucher in the locker room. Four one two. Nine one nine one three one six. We'll be back after this. to work on certain aspects of play and display certain skills, but it's only relevant if they can take those skills and talents to 11-on-11 football. And so we sharpen our sword in the drill work, and we display what we learned or what we're capable of in 11-on-11 action. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was Meatloaf and a, a long run-up. I like it, though. And a long run-up. I didn't remember quite being that long. Yeah. But that's, what would you say it was, a nine-and-a-half-minute song, Jacob? Okay. Yeah. So 
Meatloaf, of course, one of my heroes because he's a fat guy. We yeah. usually play him and hold him in reserve for Fat Guy Friday, but because we forgot to do it last Friday, so just got to kind of let the big man cut loose. So weigh-in Wednesday, yeah. are you coming with confidence? I never come with confidence. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you just you never know. Last night was pasta at home, right. and I I don't I don't uh, you know yeah. I don't uh, shirk on the pasta. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about drills uh, that right. simulate games. Uh, you know, um, one of the things that Cam Sutton said, he said, "Film has expanded my knowledge of the game." And you know, he talked about the the secondary, the the room is that we are a tight knit group. Uh, and and he asked him, "When did you never in the locker room?" When it, when you picked down one defensive back, the whole, you got the whole bunch. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was it wasn't like you could you mess around with one defensive back and you know it was the rest of them. They come around, they 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 back them up, you know. Yeah. And that's the way it was. Defensive backs are a very tight knit, tight knit group. Right. And they um you know they they move in a in a pack, man. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to mess with one, just know you're going to get the bunch. Yeah, you know, when when Cam was asked what's his favorite position, he said, get on the field. Hmm. Getting on the field. Uh, That's a good good answer. You know, he, he said he was comfortable at all positions. Uh, you know, uh, and he said, uh, uh, I, I want to uh, produce on the defense. Uh, I want to get better. I want to help this defense. Focus right now on getting ready for week one. I really think that, uh, you know, you look at Cam, and obviously in my mind, because I believe it to be a truism, you're always better when you can be put in a position for you to excel best. You know, you were when you became a tackle and got that ability to settle in at it, you were able to become a Pro Bowl caliber player. I think the same thing for Cam, but here's the point. He's putting what's best for the team – out there rather than himself. If he sat there in the room and made problems with uh, the you know the coaching staff, Tom Bradley and Terrell Austin, then said, "No, man, I'm an outside corner. Stay, yeah. I want to be an outside corner." You know, but what? he's not that way. He's not that way. He he puts um, the team first. Yeah, very much like Steph Wisniewski. Yeah, all right. Steph had an opportunity to come here and start, is what he was told. Yeah, you know, and that was all part of the the negotiating uh, package, bringing him in. But it, with the pandemic and everything else, Mike Tomlin felt it would be much better. To you got Matt Filer who understands the system, everything else. And you got to find out about Chooks. You got to find out about uh, Zach Banner. So the fact is, he's embracing the role that B.J. Finney had before he left to go to right. Seattle. Yeah. But Steph could have been a problem. Steph could sit there and go, "Hey, man, I was told that I had an opportunity to compete for the starting job, and now you're telling me, okay, basically, I'm the backup." Um, that could but, that could be a problem, but it's, he's he, he's not. He puts the team first, right? You know, your ego is set aside. Yeah, uh, and and the, the, these they all are putting the team first. Yeah. You know. Well, I I won't say everybody does. I say that, you know, and I'm not talking about just the Steelers. I'm talking about the NFL by and large. Yeah. You know, you get guys who think that they are bigger than the team, and yeah. that the team experience is not for them. AB didn't put the team first. Exactly so. That sort of thing, you know. I mean, you you look at that, and and you have an individual who wants to put himself first continually, and that's not gonna that doesn't work in a team sport like this. You know, Cam Sutton obviously has the talent that if he could 
focus that talent on one thing, yeah, he'd be better at that one thing. Right. But the fact of the matter is, right now, this is the best way he can help in a team aspect. Yeah. And again, if that defense does great, he's going to do great when it comes to uh, contract time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan. Yeah, and he's a good guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I laugh because I remember his girlfriend was up at camp. You know, and uh, you know, you'd see them. They drive in together. You know, like you wave. Yeah. You know, how you doing? And uh, very, very, very nice. I, yeah. I, what I enjoyed about Cam was he's just a good, solid young man. Yeah. You know, and you talk to him. Um, I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah. He's and a good I hope, guy. yeah, I hope that he can continue good to man. grow on a good he's, path. He's a good man. Absolutely. And I hope he continues on that good path. Uh, in in that he's got right now in in raising his game level for whatever position yeah. they play him at. Yeah, so, so uh, uh, Derek Watt uh, had a, 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 a press conference uh, on Zoom, and uh, he's uh, they they said he was ready to go after surgery, but he didn't mention the surgery. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah, and we don't know of any of these guys' surgeries. Uh, and it, frankly, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, if they're out there, they've been cleared. They expect productivity from them at that point. So, Derek was out there. I thought the interesting question was when you got grilled to grill with your brother. What'd you do? He said, "I didn't really get grilled to grill. I, I like chipped him. I chipped him. You know, and yeah. I did that for uh, on JJ. You know, in yeah, a game brother against... head to head. Yeah, um, that's that, that's always an interesting encounter. I would think. Um, never having to have, uh, you know, bust on my brother Ronnie yeah. when he played for the Cardinals and was a 10-year veteran in the NFL. Um, but certainly it – I uh, had to block Ronnie in the Pro Bowl. Did you? Yeah. Right. Did you get him? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, on the kick, uh, the yeah. kickoff return. Did you hold him? No, I, I just tried to block him. But yeah. he was good. He was, he was very good, no doubt about it. Um, but I had never had to, to hit him. Yeah. And so that was – I beat up on him enough when he was a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well get him while they're small. You know what I mean? So uh, for um, for these guys, uh, you know, Derek Watt, uh, I think this is what – he played. they played together, the brothers. High school together, and college. High school and college and now the pros. Yeah. Um, I think that's got to be a phenomenal feeling. It's unfortunate for the game with Houston – that his parents won't be able to come and yeah. enjoy seeing all three boys on the field together, you know, but so, so be it. Yeah. Um, you know, he talked about sharing a room growing up, uh, and they live close to each other now, um, and he loves being an uncle. Uh, uh, TJ loves being an uncle. Right. And Derek uh, is married, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and he's, he's got, got a son, Logan. Right, and TJ's not, right. I don't think, right? Yeah. So you can play the uncle. Yeah. So he wants to be the favorite uncle title. <laughs> well, he's, you know, you got to have that contest, you know, because you got JJ down in, in uh, Houston and it's, you know, a little far away. So you can't really have that, that opportunity to excel like you could if you were a teammate. Right. As well as being a brother. And so, you know, he spoke very highly of uh, Danny Smith yeah. uh, being the special teams coach. And he said he's a great coach. Uh, I love the way he analyzes film. He's a great guy. Uh, you know, he said, uh, Derek Watt, I'm looking forward to the game plan. Um, you know, and, and uh, Danny Smith spoke glowingly about Derek Watt. Well, he's one of those guys that obviously, with the name, last name alone, you understand that he's going to be 
somebody that uh, is going to be productive and proficient in whatever way that they have him. You know, they used Ronnie as an up back uh, because he could block so very well on the kickoff return and, you know, on the kickoff and punt punt return. He was all those things. Yeah. You know, plus being a fullback. He was essentially what Derek Watt is doing now. And, you know, the one thing I'll say about Derek is like Ronnie. Ronnie had upside in his offensive skills yeah. over Rosie because Rosie, again, being a nose guard that was switched over to fullback, that's right. a difficult Difficult thing to do. But as my brother once said, and again, I, 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 the greatest quote in the world was, they asked him, how, how do you, how's your running style? He says, if you need two yards, I'll get you two yards. And if you need four yards, I'll get you two yards. <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, he was a banger. That's yeah. That's he was. That's right. Uh, and, and so uh, when Derek Watt was asked, how much does a fullback have to play in this offense? He said, I'm not going to tell you. No. No, he's, he's not going to tip his hand. You know, all these guys are very tight-lipped about it. Not getting into anything specific. Right. Uh, you know, I, I like a, I like to oh, play football. Oh, because you know what happens? You spill the beans, then somebody's got to kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's terrible. <laughs> You'd be on that Zoom call, and all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah. All right? Boom. Yeah. What happened? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he spilled the beans. You know, he talked about his, you know, the you know the I thirty four trap, lead trap. Who he's hitting? I mean, pff, what are you going to do? You have to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, you know, he said, "I'm not getting into specifics." Uh, no. You know, I I got a spot for me in the in that offense and uh, getting appli- uh, You know, he says getting acclimated to Pittsburgh uh, and to be in the Steeler. Well, think about it. He came from L.A. Yeah, you know, the I mean, Chargers. Yeah. That's that's the, that's a big change. Yeah, you know what was he there? In, yeah, he was in San Diego, yeah. right? Then L.A. Yeah. So that's a big change going from the West Coast to the you know Pittsburgh and right. So I don't know. I, w- I wonder what he thinks about it. You know, because San Diego is just it's beautiful out right. there, man. I don't know how anybody leaves San Diego. That's difficult. Yeah. Um, when Kent uh, uh, Delaflor. Uh, was uh, Ken Delaflor, Kenny, Kenny Delaflor yeah. was uh, 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 at the beach with Dan Fouts, and he said, <laughs> "That's all right. It's hot in it's hot in Pittsburgh now. It's yeah. humid in Pittsburgh." And they were on the beach, and it was blowing. It was beautiful. And huh? Kenny Delaflor called us up, and he said, "We were at the beach." If anybody doesn't remember Kenny Delaflor, one of the most hilarious instances was when he bumper tapped you. When we were going home, yeah. and from camp that one day, and then at the red light, you can, you put it in reverse and smashed his slides. I smashed his front bumper, <laughs> but you put the headlight out too. Yeah. Well, he tapped me. I know he did. He deserved it. What are you gonna do? He's a young buck. He's got messing around. He just bumper tapped you, but you didn't have to go four wheel drive. Back it up. <laughs> Remember, the look at his face was priceless. Yeah. What are you doing? And I remember, I remember looking at him and going, "Hey, look, man, you you know, you get mess with the bull, you get the horns." All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. He's oh, Wolf. I'm Touch, and you are in the locker room. <laughs>
sorted out and sorted out by game time, but there is no timetable uh, from my perspective in terms of naming the right tackle. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. He ain't naming the right tackle yet. Uh, and they're, they're got going some ways at to it. Go. Yeah, yeah, they're going at it. Let's go to the phones. Uh, CR, uh, welcome to the locker room, CR. What's happening, bro? Come on, fellas. See y'all. Feeling this Chicago. How the heck you guys doing this morning, man? Good. Doing well. You better pick up that energy, CR. Come on. We need something here. Uh, yeah, well, you know. You know how it is. I just uh, <laughs> was in here thinking about uh, some of the things you were talking about. And, uh, you know, it's amazing that uh, how much, you know, we, we kind of think alike because uh, you were talking about the offense. And uh, uh, the uh, because Ben is back, everybody wants to see 5,000 yards and all that kind of stuff. But. I don't think we need that. I'm, I'm in 100% agreement that we need that. Uh, we need that running game. 65% passing is just way too much. It needs to be like you know, 50, 50, 45-50, something like that. Because yeah. you know, you, you get you some leads, then you get them back set. Then we got these tight ends. I mean, I'm looking at three tight end sets and all kind of crazy yeah. stuff that they could be doing, man. So it's kind of uh, exciting, yeah. isn't it, though? Uh, yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I love I love Eric Ebron. I love Eric Ebron. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, uh, you know, he's made some diving catches and he runs great routes. He's got great hands, and he's a very vocal guy. You know, he's a very positive guy. Oh yeah, he's. Um, you know, I saw him in, in, in that game in Baltimore, Baltimore, in in that in that game in Indianapolis when we were over there, and uh, you know, for him too, man. I mean, he's playing with a with a, a Hall of Fame quarterback to be. And you know he's excited about about that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. One of the things that you'll notice immediately about Eric Ebron is a couple things actually. But what is his ability to release off the line of scrimmage? Right, he's slippery when he 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 gets out. You know, uh, they split him out a little bit. He's a little tough to jam, man. Yeah. He can overwhelm a guy if you're not of the linebacker size trying to jam him at the line of scrimmage. Plus. He's, uh, as we've heard, you know, Joe Hayden has said he, he cuts like a, a wide receiver. Yeah. He makes his cuts like a wide receiver. That's pretty good stuff. So the two of them together means, in my mind, um, those two characteristics of Ebron is going to be a positive thing. And Vance McDonald and, and uh, Zach Gentry are going to be, you know, able. they're going to be people that uh, are just going to triplicate it, man. Eric Ebron. Got- How about that word, triplicate, yeah. baby? Triplicate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Huh? Come on. <laughs> I don't see how you do it. <laughs> Sometimes I da- I just dazzle myself. Yeah, he CR. Dazzle, he dazzles me, <laughs> Cr. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's like that, but 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 he's fun. But you know, he he knows the game. But I was just thinking about um, you know, the the team and the offense and um, you know, ball control. That that's the name of the game because we got that defense. And with that defense, I believe they're gonna get that ball a whole lot because this is yeah. defense. You were talking about. Uh, 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 55. You know, um, he, um, he he's awesome. I mean, you know, he's learning. He's you know, he's young. He's energetic. Uh, uh, the defense is solid, and they're just going to improve on what they got. Right. And and with, with the offense using the ball control and getting, uh, hopefully, the defense get turnovers a lot and give the ball right back to them, or better yet, get turnovers and, and, and do some scores. If the defense can like average like like seven. Seven points every two games or something like that. Uh, oh man, it's going to be just so 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 awesome! I really can't wait. 
and to to see what's going on. See, uh, now, go ahead. CR, uh, you know, there are a lot of stars on that defense. Uh, Bud Dupree, uh, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, uh, and uh, Stephen uh, – uh, and to uh, it and uh, um, Stephen to it and uh, uh, you know Devin Bush, Vinny, Minka, the corners, uh, uh, Joe Hayden and uh, Steve Nelson. Uh, you know that that defense is going to be great and the offense is going to be great. I, I, I'm I'm f- uh, looking forward to this year. <laughs> yeah. We, we we all are. You know, you was talking last week, too. Oh, and thank you for not putting me up against the clock. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. put you first you, time, you, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't put you up against the clock. <laughs> Wolf does. I'm oh, yeah. With you, man. Oh, oh, well, you know how Wolf is. Hey, uh, see, I'm, uh, I just I'm, want you to know one thing. He's got all the controls that? on his side of the studio, right? I have none. Uh-huh. All right, so I just want awesome. you to know that. So anytime he tries to throw me under the bus, guess what? Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he's under the bus. <laughs> Yeah. I'm already uh, there. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this team is has got so much potential. It's it's going to be awesome. And but you know you're still getting a lot of flack, especially from the people not in the know. When I say not in the know, I'm people outside of Pittsburgh, these talking heads, and everybody's talking about the well, Ben's got. How we know Ben's going to be able to to do it? His arm is fixed, but the rest of his body is broken down. And I don't want to hear all that negative stuff. All oh, that's possible. And people are talking about, you know, the Steeler organization. Hey, how many teams out there have six Super Bowl rings and all the Hall of Famers and everything they've done? Uh, started That team started out with $2,500, and now it's worth, uh, you know, millions upon millions of dollars. So uh, give me a break, man. I hear you. Yeah, uh, CR, you're right on, buddy. You're right on. Appreciate you, man. Anything else? All right. Oh, yeah, one last thing. What's that? In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. That a boy, buddy. All right, thank CR. you, CR. Appreciate you, man. God bless you, buddy. All right, brother. Thanks for calling in, brother. God, take care. All right, all right. Uh, uh, who else have we got on the phone? All right, uh, Robbie from Raleigh. Welcome to the locker room, Robbie. Praise the Lord, guys. Thank you guys for taking my call. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I didn't know. You know, we, we Hey, Robbie, he got it right. He didn't call you Robbie. I, 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 I wasn't going to say anything, but, you know. I have to. I, I have to he threw me under the bus with CR, so yeah, I got to give him a little bit of bang back. Robbie, thank yeah, you. Thank you for coming on the show, and forgive me for when I called you Roby. There you go. <laughs> That's no problem, buddy. Hey, hey, listen, guys, real quick. I know we hear a lot of. Every time somebody gets cut or released from a team, the first thing Pittsburgh Steelers fans say, hey, we should sign this guy. We should sign this guy. And I get it. And I say to myself, no, we can't sign that guy because we really don't have the money and it doesn't make any sense. But now, listen now, they just released Leonard Fournette. Right, yeah. Now, my my thing is this. Now, he's not going to cost you that much money. Yeah. He has a a chip on his shoulder. so he's going to be set out to prove stuff this year. Now, my question is, do you think that it would upset the running back room if we got him? Because it just makes too much sense to me not to sign this guy. Uh, we, we want to push our team. We want that to work. What's your, how, how do Let you me ask you this. Okay, running? take the name away, and you, you realize, okay. other than the fact that this guy's a star player, and then all of a sudden he's on the street. Why? Why do you think? Well, you know what? 
and I thought about that. I, I, I tried to research stuff to see was he was a locker room problem or anything like that. Now, I haven't heard that he was. But yeah. you know what? It might come back. If you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, they're letting a lot of people go. Yeah. So it might just be the management that that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they <laughs> they disassembled <laughs> they dissembled the, the, their team. You know, uh, uh, Robbie, you, you may be onto something yeah, there. Yeah, and Coughlin. Uh, I just can't see why anybody would let him go. They, I know they tried right. to trade him, but if you can't trade well, him, um, there's a reason. There's there's a reason, and you know he's he's phenomenal and is a. You know, with with his talent, but there's got to be an equally big reason why they let him go. Yeah, I and mean, sign, that's what I don't understand. And we can sign him for the minimum because I'm pretty sure he's not going to cost that much money. Right. He's only been in the league three years. Uh, because I'm telling you, what's going to happen is somebody like a Kansas City <laughs> or somebody like that is going to swipe him up. No, I'll tell you where he goes: New England. Somehow oh, Belichick gets him. <laughs> oh, please don't tell me that. I, I, I just wanted to wonder why. What do you think? Will it will it upset the run? In other words, what conf, what does it do to the confidence of the running backs if we brought him in? Is that the is that the negative side of it or what? Uh, I I don't know, um, Robbie, because we've got four running backs that are uh, effective. Uh, you know, James Conner. Uh, and uh, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels, and uh, Anthony McFarland. And yeah. Anthony McFarland. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if we have room for him, um, but uh, you know we we've got four really good running backs on the team. You know yeah. one of the things that Benny Snell looked really good Friday night. Uh, he was uh, you know you know he was busting it outside. He was cutting it back. He was juking guys, and he was uh, he was very fast. I don't know yeah. that you, part of the problem has been that they they could not sign him. Yeah, uh, and you've got limited cap space, and you got a number of people that right. you are going to have an issue with signing next year. I I don't know that uh, it it could be a problem. I will say this: I mean, back in the day, in our day, uh, as far as the balance in the running back room, Chuck wouldn't care. Yeah, you bring in the best people possible right you know and and you just have at it and that's just the way it is that's what pro football is it's not about feelings or emotions around like this does it make does it make sense does it make your room better or does it make it worse that's the thing you have to consider yeah i I was i was um i was i I really would like to have him and 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 as touch would say uh, and I'm sorry, as Wolf would say, we get our runalization going. You like that? <laughs> you are a fellow wordsmith, my man. <laughs> hey, real quick, guys, before I, before I hang up, I know you guys probably get some break. Before I hang up, just want to get we. I got some buddies at the police department here. We uh, we're trying to figure out what in your guy in your mind. What do you think the three out of these top three most important plays to start a franchise? Was it the tuck by Brady, or was it the catch by Dwight Clark? Or was it the immaculate reception by Franklin? I'm pretty sure you guys know that. Uh, I, immaculate so reception. Yeah, I, I, I rank the immaculate reception uh, number one and the catch by Dwight Clark number two and the tuck okay. by Tom Brady number three. No question. Okay. I would go exactly the same. Yeah, because the, the, the tuck was a bad call. Yeah. And yeah. Under, understand yeah. this, too. Um, there was what forty years of frustration in Pittsburgh before Franco went down right. the sidelines. I mean, 
if that play doesn't happen, who knows how much longer the Steelers might have wallowed in, you know, just averageness. Yeah. But that yeah. one play just dragged that whole this franchise out of that that morass, and they went on to malaise, morass, malaise, mayonnaise, <laughs> you, you name it, brother. You know, any of any of the above. But the fact is that play was number one in NFL for a reason. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, guys. Thank you, guys, man. I love listening to you guys. You guys just don't know how much you make my day by just sitting up in the morning. Uh, I'm actually retired now, so I can sit there and listen to you all all day, man. So thank you. Thank Beautiful. You. God bless God you, bless. Robbie. Thank you. We love you, buddy. Thank you for the thank kindness you, and the encouraging words. Yes, and you know what? You can continue school and touch on how to pronounce your name, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it's Robbie. Robbie. Hey, I hey, said hey, I didn't. It's got to be like Prince. You got to let it roll off. <laughs> oh, right in your face there, Tunch. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Nice job, God brother. Guys, All right. God All right, man. Have a good one. God bless you, brother. Love you, buddy. Take care. All right. We're, uh, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you are in the locker room. The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. It's the traveling blueberries. Willberries. Uh, you were calling them the Willowberries. I, I thought it was the Willowberries. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I, I love the traveling Willberries. Uh, but they're, they're not they, traveling they anymore. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, because... Uh, Three of them are gone. Yeah, yeah. George Harrison, Roy Orbison, and... Uh, What's his name? Tom. Petty. Yeah, with the big right. teeth. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Jim in Illinois. Jim, welcome to the locker room. Hey, boys. What's happening? Hey, there's no noise in Illinois, right? Yeah. I know. That's right. There's no noise in <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Hey. Not bad. Glad to hear from you guys or hear you guys once again. Another year above above ground and Amen. Uh, listening to all that's going on, getting you know with everything the way it is anymore, it's kind of hard to really figure out what's what and who's who. When you watch the NFL Network and stuff like that, it seems like there's only two teams in the league, and <laughs> if, if, if you can call two of them uh, in the team in the league, you know the Cowboys, and it's like right. everything is everything. But I want to say one thing about Fournette. Yeah, right. we used to hear quite a quite a bit of negative stuff right before we picked up the bus, you know. And the next thing you know, when he come to our climate, he's wearing a gold jacket. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. You know, I mean, the bus he came, he was running, he ran good, fell out of favor, and he comes over to a place that has a culture that was, you know, Pittsburgh style, baby. Yeah, well, you we know got. the 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 coach of the L.A. Rams. Uh, when he was uh, uh, with the Rams, uh, they wanted him to play fullback and not tailback. And uh, 
that's what uh, that's what the struggle was, and so that's why they traded him uh, to the Steelers. And uh, well, part of it, my brother was out there. He played for the Rams, yeah. and he was a fullback, so he got the block for Bussy. Did, didn't he get the run under? Wasn't it Knox for the like his first two years or something? Then they switched coaching staff. Chuck or Knox like that, could have been. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember at this point in time. I'm not positive. I, I didn't. Play. think He didn't play for Chuck Knox. He played nope. for. Uh, oh, okay. I, well. Hey, the main reason I called is I am really looking forward to hearing my prophecy come come true. Are you prophesying? Now, what are you prophesying yes, over? I'm prophesying we are going to stretch the defense <laughs> and show we have a running game, and our offensive line was not bad. Right. It was just overworked. I said it all last year. When you can't stretch a defense, you can't make an NFL team honest, then they are going to beat up on you. And I think with with our boy Ben back, we stretch the we stretch the defense now, and we have a running game. All our right. linemen can get out, and we can get to the second tier. Yeah, Jim, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you, especially we'll we'll play two tights uh, a little more. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, and uh, I, I think the offense is going to be really well. Look, here's Good. the thing about it. You can't pack the box all the time when you got Ben in here, right? right. I mean, when That's you got right. Duck, exactly. when you got Mason, they're going to say, okay, you got to prove it. You got to beat us with your arm. All right, we're going to stop the running game. I, well, with Ben, I absolutely, yeah, absolutely agree. I, I think, I think you're, you're right on with your prophecy. Jim. And then our, our defense gets a blow. And then they can pin their ears back because they're playing from a lead and they're not right. playing a two a two point game and they can put their ears back and they can go get some. Amen. So go get, get yourself anyway. some. I right. like that. Go get us some, baby. <laughs> go get yourself some. I like Jim. your enthusiasm this morning. That's, that's the way to what be. I'm talking about. All right. That's what I'm talking about. All right, boys, I'll call back and great to hear from C R and everybody else again and, and uh I just want to say one other thing if you don't mind. I think we have one of the most classiest coaches oh. in the league. You know what, yeah, brother. You know, you know what. We love that Mike. That man made a statement with what he did, and I think I think it was awesome. Yeah. He didn't criticize. He prayed for our country yeah. to do good. That yeah. was huge. And that's, yeah. that says so much more. Yeah. Amen. And I'm yeah. proud to be a Steeler fan. Right. All right. Uh, proud uh, of it, brother. Jimmy, you they, take care. thank you. Thanks, brother. Yeah, uh, when, when they were praying – uh, you know, I, I got goosebumps. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, we didn't know about it till the end, right. until you know, afterwards when I got home, I found out about yeah. it and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled because that's part of who you are, Yeah, you know? And I just think that, um, for him to lead the men in prayer like that, that was something that was necessary mm. and, uh, you're imploring God almighty Yeah, yeah. We need, because this is bigger than football. This yeah. is bigger than, uh, you know, anything else, Yeah, you know, the, we need healing as a nation. So. Yeah, uh, and we got to love like Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Hilton, uh, you know, he's uh, uh, he's been a little quiet. Yeah. You know, Mike's been a little bit of quiet there. I don't know. I'm waiting for him to make some big plays. Right. Every now and then he pops up. He's physical. He is a physical guy. He, he, and we saw him in one of the uh, backs on backers. Vinny yeah. was coaching him up about sinking in from the outside off the slot like he does. Capable of bringing a big bang. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, um, he's one of those guys, I won't say uncomfortably quiet. You know, there's some guys that are uncomfortably quiet like we were talking about earlier. 
He's just been kind of quiet. Yeah. Uh, and he's not usually a guy that's quiet. He's usually making some noise out there. Yeah, and uh, you know, one one of the things is uh, I love the way he anticipates the blitz and he gets a jump start he's got on the a neck. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a feel for that. Yeah. You know, how do you find a guy 5'8", you know, 190 pounds, whatever, he can find his way through the traffic amongst sequoia trees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Redwoods, whatever you call them things. And, he, and you know, and I love the way he ducks under run, uh, fullbacks. Or, yeah. no, uh, uh, guards. He will attack a third, yeah. you know, that outer edge of the guy and duck under. And some of those heavy hoofers, they, they, they can't bend enough yeah. to get a piece of them. Yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, back in the day, you know, you, you get those guys, they'll come up and they'll try to – just get to the edge. You got to be able to lead with your. Well, we used to lead with our head, yeah, and be able to impale him, which right. uh, was always nice. But with Mike Hilton, uh, he's got that knack. He's got that ability, and I would imagine uh, he's well versed in snap counts, yeah, because he gets a good jump usually. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Morton in Baltimore. Morton, welcome to the locker room. Hey, hey all right. Good morning, guys. How are you? How you Fabulous. doing? Fabulous. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Hey, I'm not. I don't live in Baltimore. I drive trucks for a living. I'm just passing through right now. Oh, okay. Oh, g- good. Where are you from? I'm from Fayetteville. Fayetteville. You still there, bro? Yeah, I'm still oh. here. Like I said, I'm driving trucks. I got the sensor on my truck, so when everybody somebody, somebody cuts me off, it goes off. Sorry about that. Nah, no problem. Just come ahead so we can get you in. Make sure we don't mess you up. All right, all right. Yeah, it's all me, not you. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to ask, uh, how are the uh, the backup quarterbacks doing? Uh, Mason, Duck, and uh, uh, Paxton. Yeah. Paxton and JT Barrett, right? We saw JT Barrett or no? JT Barrett has been gone. Uh, we got Paxton, you got Duck, and you got Mason. Mason looked pretty good, from what I understand. Yeah, I'll, Mason I'll, looked good I'm Friday let, night. Yeah, Tunch, you go, you go ahead because you watched it. Yeah, yeah. Mason, uh, I, I think has had a uh, uh, a superb camp. Uh, he's throwing the ball well, and he's uh, getting it out of uh, his hand on time. Uh, and Duck's been playing well too. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, Paxton's had his issues. Yeah. You know, and I'll just say this just from I didn't see how he, he actually he didn't scrimmage uh, Friday night, so that kind of tells you something yeah. about it. But he's been uh, having a little problem sometimes with. Hitting, you know, the wide open receiver. Right now, it appears like Duck is as ahead in that, uh, you know, third quarterback's yeah. position there. But uh, Mason, yeah, uh, the what I've seen of Mason, Mason looks good. Awesome, awesome. Did uh, uh, Duck uh, make that uh, sophomore jump? Jump? Did he work work out? I mean, how's he looking physically? I think he's coming along. You know, I watch him, and uh, he seems to have a good. Uh, Touch. A good. Well, the, the thing is, a, a good understanding of the offense. Watching him, like uh, the other day, I was watching him, and um, one of the tight ends was going the wrong way. Then started to go in zipper motion. You got to understand. Last year there was a lot of vanilla offense, and it was in Ducks' wheelhouse because it's the shotgun and stuff. Well, there's a lot more motion, pre-snap, shiny stuff for the defense to look at. And Duck seems to have a good grasp of what Matt Canada and Randy Feetner wanting him to, you know, to get uh, have get done before the snap. He's moving people around, knowing where they should line up, and then he looks like he's throwing the ball well. And so, Morton, you 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 see uh, Matt Canada in uh, in his ear. 
Uh, you see him in Ducks here. You right. see him in Masons here. And uh, the, he's coaching them up. Uh, and uh, uh, But Ben is talking to Randy most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I like Matt Canada. I, I think he's a – He's going to bring a lot to the yeah, offense this gonna, year, I think, along with, of course, with Randy doing his deal. Yeah. All right, how about the uh, the interaction with Ben and uh, those other guys? Uh, how's that coming along? Yeah, the, the, he's he you know Ben is a leader now. He is encouraging everybody. He's uh, he's he's there uh, as a mentor. He's there as a leader. He's there as a captain, and he's he's playing well. He just looks great. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's a, he's got a great beard too, man. That beard is just right on. He's nice, trimmed up, and everything he looks better than ten movie stars, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I know, I know that uh, when he did finally go get his uh, haircut and he got shaved or whatever, yeah, he, he looked like he looked like Brett Kiesel to me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, he had a little Kiesel in him. The beard. He did. The beard. He did. Thank you guys. All right, Morgan. Hey, drive safely, bro. God, be careful. Be careful out there. Drive safely. God bless you, buddy. All right. All right. So, well, just talking about Duck, one of the things that I, again, to reiterate, he seems to have a good grasp of what's going on offensively. Again, you know, pre-snap motion stuff, that stuff that is – Matt Canada is uh, somebody that really liked all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's nice for uh, when I watch Duck do it, you know, okay. You know, Mason just seemed to have that that grasp already. But for Duck, I just thought, yeah, it was a little bit more, and he looks like he's just fine with it. So hopefully we'll see some, uh, you know, some – well, actually, I hope we don't see him at all. <laughs> Yeah. You know, very, very little because uh, I want to see Ben, yes, and have a great year. So hopefully that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Ben is looking good. Very good. Yeah. Throwing the ball well, throwing yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, he's got some zip dude on it. I don't know about how tight the spiral is and stuff like it, that. It, it's tight. Well, I mean, Mike, Mike had talked about it. Yeah. it was, yeah, you know, it, it was, who knows? It's tight. You know, it's, it's a spiral. It's a spiral. If you catch it, that's the biggest thing. So anyhow, hopefully that uh, they continue onward and upward, and that we see uh, you know the, the improvements day by day, and we'll have a chance to watch today and uh, get an opportunity to see what these guys are doing today. Another guy that I feel like uh, has been a little bit quiet, not uncomfortably, but Derwin Gray. Seen him? I, I, I'm a fan. He uses his hands well, and uh, he's very athletic. So what well, what do you say? You go, he's, go. he's very stiff. Yeah. He's very stiff. Uh when he runs, when he when he gets out, uh he, he couldn't bend on the trap. You know, but the the good part was he was big enough that he could still trap a guy. Yeah. Um but he you know, the guy was underneath him and, and I've seen that where he has trouble in that area. I think he's more of a natural tackle in my mind. I think uh Really? He, yeah, he uses his hands better. He could play a tackle. tackle. Yeah, he could use his hands like that at at, at guard. He's he's a little bit high, and it's a little bit hard for him to pass off some games sometimes. But um, you know, to me, I I I hope he uh, gets the opportunity to do a little bit more because he he is a stud. Guy's a stud, man. He's strong and everything else. But I I got a feeling with 
Kevin Dotson will bypass him in not too long, I would think. Oh, you, you you're you think? Oh yeah. Well, Kevin Dotson is a, is a guard. He's a natural guard in my in my mind. Watching him play, um, he he just looks like uh, he's he's more closer to our time frame than just today. Oh. He's a head centric road grader with a great power pack. Right. Um, passes the games off well because he gets his hips tight, you know, up to whoever he's passing off with. Right. Uh, at least the limited sample that I've seen thus far. Um, and and with Derwin, he just he doesn't move laterally that right. well. And so, um, all right, we're gonna take a break and we'll come right back. He's Wolf. I'm touching. You're in the locker room. Tunchin' Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunchin' Wolf. <laughs> Sing it, Chalooch! Sweet Caroline. You picked that song. I did, yeah. I did. You know, this was written the night before a recording session by Neil Diamond in 1969 right. uh, down in Memphis, Tennessee. It was written and he used... Carolyn Kennedy, yeah. because she saw he saw a picture of her. He never explained where it came from because it thought he was afraid that it would creep her out. Yeah. So on the 50th anniversary of him writing it, when he performed it at for the at a Kennedy function or something like that, he actually told Carolyn Kennedy. Yeah. But really, it's funny because it really started off as he wanted to use his wife in it, but Marsha was a two-syllable name, yeah. so he couldn't go. Sweet Marsha. <laughs> right, you had to go, Sweet Caroline. And so that became, uh, it became immortalized. And where it really took off was in the uh, Boston Red Sox. Right. Uh, and, a, and, and a lady named Ann Roby would, Amy Toby, I'm sorry, Ann Roby, Amy Toby, uh, she would play that song if she thought the Red Sox were going to win. And it became their renegade. Right. You know, she'd play it somewhere between seven and uh, innings number seven and nine uh, if she thought because it became like a superstitious thing. So it was like the Red Sox renegade just yeah. to give you a little bit of, uh, you know, background on it. So there you go. So you can't sing sweet Marsha. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, yeah, Marsha. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go yes. to the phones. Ed in Florida. Come on. Weren't you like mystified by that? That was a great. No. I gave you some great background. Well, you, you Ed. Did you like the wolf? What'd you think about it, Ed? Uh, never a Neil Diamond fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife can't stand it, so I can't even play it even if I did like it. But you got to go with Neil and saying, all right, you couldn't really go, sweet Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that wouldn't that. have worked. They play, 
Don't they play at a pit game? I'm a pit graduate. I haven't been back in a long time, but I think they played at a pit game. Oh, right? really? Yeah. Okay. No, they played yeah. at a Penn State. Really? Oh, Penn State. Oh, man, yeah. then you're yeah. way off, brother. You'd have been booed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I met some Penn State people one time, and they said the only reason I went to pit is because I couldn't get into Penn State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, heavens. Those Penn uh, Staters, they, are, they can be a little bit uppity, can't they? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you my, of- I I like brother brother loves traveling show. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. that's what we're gonna go with next, Jacob. Brother yeah. loves traveling show. Brother brother. Anyhow, what do you got? Well, what I got is two areas of concern. Is I cannot think for the life of me why Steve Wisnowski was not just plugged in there as a starter. And you're going to leave two people on the right tackle who never played a down. Right. Well, uh, they, they do like play. Wait it's a not like he can't pick that up. I mean. Okay. A- <laughs> first of all, here's the thing. Yeah. In the locker room, uh-huh. when you talk about a concern, is it concern or worry? Yeah. Because a concern is, okay, I got a little bit concerned. And it's worry not why, is chronic. And, and it's not Wisniewski. It's yeah. Wisniewski. <laughs> Wisniewski. All right. That's you know, you Hungarian said that because he's from right. he's from uh, Penn State, right? You're just ripping yeah. him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, going well, back. Would he... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Here's no. the point. You know, you've got. Stefan, you got him. He's he is a solid starter, right? You need yeah. your backup center if you can. And again, I know that Tunch doesn't agree with this, but I like Bruce Arians told me you don't want your backup center in the starting lineup if you can avoid it, okay? Because one thing could lead to another. And before you know it, you got real problems. The point being is Stefan is capable. Steph is very capable of stepping in at left guard, right guard, or center at any time. And he's not got an ego about it. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you you've got to find out about Chooks and yeah, Zach Banner. Yeah, you got to find out about Chooks and Zach Banner. Yeah. And uh uh it's gonna be interesting. Uh Zach uh looked great Friday night. He looked great Friday night. Okay. Uh, the other area, you know, when you mention about that great defense and you mention, you know, uh, how good it is, and I guess my question mark is, and I haven't heard anything, Terrell Edmonds, where is he at? I know he's got a lot of heat on him. Um, I was skeptical as a first-round draft pick, but what's nobody talks about him. What's the situation with him? Well, he doinked his knee. He doinked his knee. Yeah. He's wearing a knee brace. He's running. He's been in pads. I think they've held him out of 11-11. Yeah. He didn't do Friday night, yeah. I don't believe. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's rehabbing well. But, look, you got to understand, this young man has put in over 1,000 snaps in each of his first two seasons. He's come along right. and, and really – I thought he's made some significant progress. Here's the hang-up. He's got to be a little more ball-hawking hungry you know, and, and be able to get some of those turnovers that seem to fall Minka's way every every other play, you know. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see where he goes. I think he's going to get better. You, when you line him up with Minka through the whole season and having that offseason together, well, not really together because the COVID thing, but being able to increase your skill level with a guy like Minka and Terrell, I, I think it's going to be significant. He's, and, he's got great capabilities. And Terrell was second in tackles last year yeah. with 105. Yeah. You're behind, okay. behind, uh, and he's going to play. Yeah, he's capable of playing that dime, you know, nickel yeah, stuff. Yeah, and he's, he's great in the box. Yeah. 
Well, guys, I appreciate your time. I took up a little too much, but first-time caller, and I love living in St. Pete. The only bad thing is I see Brady every day. <laughs> oh, man. That's well, rough, huh? Well, you know what? There, there, is, there, there are four, four or five coaches from Pittsburgh down there. Larry Foote, yeah. uh, Bruce Arians, Tom Moore was a our offensive coordinator. Byron Leftwich, uh, yeah. Antoine Randall L. Uh, that's five. Uh, yeah, you, and, and your math is as bad Arians. as mine. What? And Bruce yeah. Arians, and your math is as yeah. bad as mine. Yeah. Yeah, you passed math. Yeah. What's your excuse? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for time. God bless. You. Thanks, right. man. God bless you. Yeah. Stay safe, bro. That's really, yeah, that's really good. And remember, it's, it's sweet Caroline, not Marsha. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. A lot, Take guys. care, bro. All right. All right. Well, you know, um, the, uh, no. the 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 um, uh, and. Uh, Coach Henderson, I think, was the offensive number line. seven. Yeah, yeah. Now you're way off. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but right. Yeah, it, it's uh, all right. So we got one minute before we go. Here's the question I ask you today: Do we eat the chocolate chip cookies today or not? <laughs> I don't. I can't because <laughs> oh, every right. time I eat sugar, I get a headache. Uh, that, yeah, boy, that's terrible. All right, we're gonna go to break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And I'm contemplating eating the cookies. Yeah, and he's he's going to Stop. Gonna take it away from me. No, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't eat do those it. cookies. <laughs> no. All right, we're going to take a break. The brownies I'm going to yeah. eat. Traveling Salvation Show. That's my favorite. I didn't know that was Neil Diamond. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, because that's that's a good song. Yeah, that's Neil Diamond rocks. Okay, even though I took some in laws there back in the day. Yeah, and they had their heart lights and stuff like that on. I didn't have any. You know, I just want you to know that you didn't have a heart light. I I I wouldn't be embarrassed to go to Neil Diamond. No, no. All right, so uh, we're we're gonna. Uh, play uh, Donnie Shell's interview from last week. The Human Torpedo, the baby. The Human Torpedo Hall of Famer. Let's go to Donnie Shell. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So hit me with your best shot is very apropos for our guest, Donnie Shell, the Human Torpedo, Hall of Famer. And, uh, a and great, we can say Hall of Famer, yeah, baby. Yeah, a great friend of ours and a teammate and a brother of ours. 
And Donnie, how you doing, bro? Doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? We are fantabulous, and we are so excited. Thank you for coming in the locker room with us today. It's so great to say Hall of Famer Donnie, Donnie Shell. <laughs> So, Don, so Donnie, uh, when, when you were notified that you were in the Hall of Fame, what was it like? Uh, I've never been lost for words. I Donnie? Lost for words. My wife told me, that you, she said, man, you never, you always been uh, you uh, able to speak and say what you wanted to say. But uh, just a loss for words, man. And uh, I had to think about it and really process it. Donnie, when you got that info, you know, I, here's the thing about it. It's got to be one of the toughest things to go on because you got Alan Fanica, who's been a finalist five years in a row, you know, and and that's – I understand your story is every bit as debilitating in my mind in the sense you were overlooked for so long. And so this this whole Hall of Fame process, you wonder, Gad Zooks, man, is it all about Steeler fatigue? Are they tired of putting Steelers in the in the Hall of Fame? Well, they, they need to change the rules on how you get in, <laughs> if they are. <laughs> no, uh, I think everybody is, is very deserving. Uh, right. Uh, Alan uh, Fanica will get in. Uh, he's, he's very deserving, and all the others have been up. and um, You just got to wait and be patient. You know, Donnie, um, one of uh, you are a great example to Wolf and I as a mm -hmm. godly man. And uh, uh, when John Stallworth was uh, with us last week, I, you know, I mentioned that you, when I tore my rotator cuff, you both came into our room, uh, me and uh, Wolfs, and prayed for me. And that, that was uh, uh, so, volumes. that was such a blessing. Yeah. Well, you know, Tunk, when you see your, your, your teammate hurting, you, you know, you just reach out. Um, if, if you don't care uh, um, uh, what nationality is, what race is, you don't even see that. You see somebody is hurting, and we just reached out to you guys, to you, uh, and prayed for you, man. You know what's funny? You, you speak that way. You reached out on me, too, because I remember um, my first week when uh, I reported as a rookie, we, uh, I pulled out on a P-38GO. And I'm sorry, P39GO, and I pulled out there, and you airmailed me right to Chuck's feet. I remember that, and I remember Chuck looking down at me because I, 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 boom, you came up and you, you had force, and I hit, and Chuck looked at me and says, "Son, that's not very impressive." And in my mind, I'm thinking, "I thought it was." Did you see how far he <laughs> drilled me, <laughs> Donnie? You've been, you've been. <laughs> oh, I've told this story before, but it's a true story, man. But you were such a leader of that defense. When I look at the the, the stats that you guys had, it was it was phenomenal. What was it, 76, 77, when you guys had shutouts and everything going on there? Uh, yeah, 77, I believe. Yeah, we, 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 had, we had some great um, uh, great defenses back in the early 70s. Um, and more importantly, we had uh, great character and leadership on our team. And guys were leaders that were not captains. A lot of people don't know that. Right. You know, one of the guys that you influenced so much, I was I read an article by uh, about Tony Dungy, and Tony talks about how when he was moved from quarterback to safety and he was roomed with you, and that you played a huge role in his life 
and in really helping him to overcoming he was i what do you have mononucleosis in camp and it was just one of those things yeah. that it's really hard but speak a little bit about the you know the relationship you've had with tony in fact by the way now you can both wear the same you know you have similar jackets <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing hey tony is a, is a great person i thought he was, he was very intelligent very studious of the game and what I asked him, uh, I said, well, what do you want to be um, after uh, football? He said, I want to be a coach. I said, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, you know, his, his, his dad was a doctor, his, his, his sister was a doctor, and, and he wants to be a coach. And he looked at the uh, tape and stuff very adamantly about uh, being prepared. But then he caught money nucleosis in training camp, I think, in, in 1977. And um, he, he, uh, Chuck wouldn't let him go out to practice. He said, just go to the room and rest. But, you know, being a rookie, uh, Wolf, man, you got to get as many reps as possible. Right. And then um, I looked at him, and, I said, and then he thought that he wasn't going to make the team. And I, I said, I said, well, Tony, you know, you told me you wanted to be a coach, and I know you study a lot, and, but do you think you're putting uh, football before before the Lord uh, in this case? And he stroked that long chin and saw He said, mm, <laughs> never even thought about that, Tony. <laughs> Uh, but the next day he told me that, you know, he said, you're right. You know, um, and I, I saw him hurt. Now I just wanted to try to help him. And um, he said that um, in his book that that was a turning point uh, spiritually for him uh, in his life. But, but, but you, you, you know, that was my intent. My intent was to reach out and help. Right. And I think when we are servant leaders and reaching out with our hearts to help, I think God honors it. Yeah, Donnie, uh, uh, you were a, a great example of a godly man. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, what I, I love the story about uh, you uh, going down to the lobby the night before the AFC Championship game against the Raiders and, uh, and talking to that guy who was the chaplain speaker the next day. Tell the story. Yeah, we, you know, we, we were we had gone up and down seasons my, my rookie year, and, and we finally hit our stride and, and got in the playoffs. And beat Buffalo at home, held O.J. Simpson to 40 yards rushing, and we was out going out to play the Big Mac Raiders in Oakland. And I was just sitting on the plane, man. You know, it's about a four-hour ride, and it's reminiscent about my life. I said, hmm, okay. You say you couldn't go to college. Now you, you got college, you got your degree, and, uh, you wasn't drafted. You was a free agent. Say so you weren't, weren't going to make the team. You made the team, and now we going out to play in the AFC Championship game, and we win this game, man. We, you know, we'll be in the Super Bowl. So um, I got to the hotel. I said, okay, yeah, and uh, I just couldn't rest, couldn't sleep. And I was just, uh, I got up and I wondered why, and um, I couldn't figure it out, and. Uh, I went downstairs to get me something to eat, so I saw this, and he was it's a white guy. Um, and uh, I just dumped on him, man. I was so heavy. I said, mister, can you tell me um, why I'm not happy? I got my college degree playing two sports in, in, in college, and um, I came up as an undrafted free agent, and I made the team, and, and now we in the uh, AFC championship game. We win this game. We go to the Super Bowl. He just said, playing there is this. He said, sure, Donnie. He said, nothing wrong with those things and those accomplishments. But what you're trying to do, you're trying to reach up uh, to God, and God is holy and you unholy. Hmm. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> I said, oh, I said, I'm, I told him I was doomed. He said, no, you're not. 
He said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Amen. Who shall believe him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Man, that was the first time I heard the gospel as clear uh, as that. And um, I told him, I said, uh, he said, I said, do I want to accept Christ in my life? I said, I sure do. And, um, you know, that's not the end of the story. The next morning, I come to chapel, and guess who's the chapel? Paul Eshelman, the guy who introduced me to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That is so fantastic, Donnie. You know, I, I you look at that, and it just makes you aware, look, nothing is by chance. Right. Not in God's view. Yeah. Nothing happens, you know, by chance. He put you here. Let me ask you this. You got put here. You were a linebacker at South Carolina State, correct? That's correct. All right. And then the transition to safety, how did that go for you? I mean that's 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 different, man. That's a whole different view from the defensive point of view. Well, I, I, I got introduced um, uh, my senior year. Uh, coach Willie Jeffries became the head coach of South Carolina State University, and he brought in the four-three defense. And um, on certain defenses, uh, they they put me at uh, strong safety. Uh, and other, other defenses, I played outside linebacker. But on certain defenses. He introduced the four-three defense and, and uh, to me, and <clears throat> my defensive back coach played with the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. Uh, he was a defensive back, and uh, he did a great job of instilling, installing the four-three, and the, also the packages. So some of the some of that was uh, was uh, familiar to me when I got there, but all the nuances of playing the position, the technique, I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> So, Donnie, uh, when when you knocked out Earl Campbell uh, in the Houston game, you know, he had a, over 100 yards in the first half. Uh, what was that like? Uh, you, uh, I, I told Joe Green at halftime, if y'all didn't stop him, man, he, he was going to beat us up. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Coming out in the second half, man, we had to we had to do something. I think uh, on that play, kind of like a toss play, and Mike Wagner came up and hit him, and he spun out of Mike, and I, I came across and, and caught him, um, and and kind of uh, broke his ribs. Um, it, it was. I'm glad to know that uh, after talking with him, he said he wasn't hurt, and so I was glad, and I was glad too that he wasn't running the ball anymore. <laughs> Donnie, as you look back, who are the who are the people that impacted your life most? We heard the uh, the pastor that you just referenced, Paul, Esch- Paul Eshelman. Yeah, Paul Eshelman. Who else really impacted you uh, in your life and, and your walk? Uh, it's all my parents, uh, especially my mom. My mom was a spiritual leader in, in our home, and uh, she was adamant about uh, us going to the church every Sunday, mm. Sunday school every Sunday. Um, and I think that gave me a foundation. Um, um, and from there, um, uh, my high school coach, Coach Leslie Johnson, uh, instilled within me that I can do whatever I want to do or be whoever I want to be uh, if I put the work in and worked hard. And when I got to South Carolina State, uh, Coach Willie Jeffries, man, um, awesome, awesome coach. Um, as a matter of fact, he was the – First African American coach to coach in Division One ball, hmm. and he was uh, very instrumental in me coming to the Steelers because uh, I had uh, undrafted. Uh, I was undrafted and had choices to go to Houston 
Denver or Pittsburgh, and he was um, adamant about me uh, going to Pittsburgh. That's wild. Yeah, that's great. And also, I can't forget about Hollis when I got to Pittsburgh. Oh, yes, Hollis uh, he Bible study leader. Yeah, and, and, and did a great job of teaching us. And um, um, I just love to read and study, especially about history. Um, he did a great job of teaching us and encouraging us and, and, um, and uh, getting us prepared um, um, to, to be used by God. And uh, um, I, I, I don't forget uh, Hollis. A phenomenal job of teaching. Mm, yeah. No, not only did Hollis teach us, but he put us out there. Uh, you know, he 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 yep. challenged us to share our testimonies. And walk our he faith challenged out. Yeah. He, he challenged us to teach, and uh, he challenged us w- with the uh, athletes in action mm-hmm. football camp. And you know, he discipled us. Yes, and, and you know, we we took a, we took a trip down to Daytona on during the during, during yeah. uh, spring break. Uh, yeah, to, to talk with the uh, the students on at the beach, man. So. He, he really did, and I'm glad he did because that's kind of uh, kind of got our feet wet, you know, getting out there and getting a little experience. By, Absolutely, um, you learn what what to share and what not to share. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, how did that? Let me ask you this: because you went to the Carolina Panthers as a player in the player development department, was was uh, do I have that correct? Yes. Okay, so you had that Director opportunity. Player development. Yes. yes, you had that opportunity also to take all the lessons of life that you've learned and share that with a younger generation. Uh, it, it, how did that go? And, and did you enjoy that? Oh, it, it was, it was great, man. It, 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 it was calling by God. I have a chance, like you said, uh, work to, uh, sow back into the life that people had sown in my life. I had a chance to sow back into the, those young players lives, uh, doing their career and prepare them for life after sports. Mm. Uh, family-wise and, and, and um, uh, off the field and, and on the field. Uh, it, it was it was rewarding. It was rewarding. I had been uh, prepared good for it, and I, um, uh, so I really enjoyed it. So now you've got a nonprofit, uh, uh, and you help kids get to college. Uh, Donnie, t- tell about uh, – explain uh, to our listeners about uh, what's that, what that is like. My wife, Paula, and I started uh, about five years ago the Donnie Shell Scholarship Foundation. Uh, we wanted to give and help uh, kids whose parents could not afford to pay for their college tuition. And um, uh, we chose I am a model South Carolina State to work with. And um, we give gap scholarships where their parents have um, run out of financial resources. We'll come in and, and, and give a $25 scholarship, a, a buy a computer, a buy books, a buy whatever necessities that they need that their parents uh, uh, can't afford uh, to give them. Uh, so it's, it's been great. It's been great. It's been exciting um, to see it grow. Uh, and if, it, if you want to uh, help out, and you know what? I can identify with those. Students now, tons, because I was one of those students. Uh, my parents couldn't afford to pay mm-hmm. for my college education. Is uh, I got a scholarship in football and baseball to go to school. So, if you want to help uh, some deserving, smart, intelligent young people who really appreciate uh, your support, you can go to 
DonnieShell.com and and uh, make a donation to the Donnie Shell Scholarship Foundation. Yeah, so DonnieShell.com. Uh, help a, a young man or young lady go to college. That's terrific. That's about yeah, sewing uh, yeah. back into life. I love that, Donnie. That's really cool. And th- and they throw appreciative uh, tons of wolf and at our golf tournament, and the golf tournament every year. They come back and they give a testimony uh, to our sponsors of how they've been assisted and helped. And I, I can tell you, you talking about executives shedding tears mm. uh, when they talk. It, it, it's amazing the impact that it, uh, it has had on their lives. Donnie, the whole thing really in today's life, you know, I think about, you know, when when Jesus was talking in the New Testament there and he says, you know what, basically it comes down to this, the law of the prophets, all right? Love your neighbor, love God with all your heart and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. One of the things that I, I know is that in football, we learned how to love each other. Yeah. That everybody in that, that locker room, everybody in that huddle, everybody in that meeting room. Yeah. Um, we we're all the same, yeah. yeah. And you learn to love each other. That's one of the most important things I can ever think about football. Yeah. Oh, that's why I like football and sports, man. I mean, when you when you're a team, you're a team. Yeah, yeah. And when you hurt, when your teammates hurting, you hurt. Yeah. When your teammates have success, you have success. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like to say this to the young people: because you uh, buy into the team concept does not mean that you're not going to accomplish your individual goals. Yeah. But you cannot put your individual goals before the team. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't work, you're going to have conflict. And it, it, didn't, it didn't deter me at all. It didn't deter me about my goals. I, I, I eventually started and made All-Pro. We became Super Bowl champions. But uh, it was within the framework of the team. It's so important. So, you know, when, uh, when I came to the Steelers, you know, I was a Muslim uh, Donnie and uh, I, I saw you guys uh, that the loved Jesus, loved each other, loved me, and you guys loved like Jesus. And I was so attracted to the body of Christ uh, then, and uh, and uh, Wolf led me to uh, to, and to Christ. do that in the framework yeah. of football. So yeah. cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even when your 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 good buddy, the guy you look up to, who's a future Hall of Famer like Donnie Shell, yeah. airmails me to Chuck Knoll's feet. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I was getting you ready, boy. <laughs> yeah, you better. You got me ready, all right, my friend. You did indeed, <laughs> Donnie. We love you, buddy. Thank Much you love, for bro. thank you for uh, uh, joining us uh, in the locker room, and God bless you, and God bless your uh, uh, your ministry. And DonnieShell dot com was Donnie, that it, Donnie? Yeah, DonnieShell dot com. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Hey, man, for love you guys. I appreciate y'all, man. You know I do. All yeah, right, yeah. absolutely. Y'all stay healthy now. Be, be, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. We, we wear, we're much wear look, we're I'm more. much better looking with my mask yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're out of time. That was Donnie Shell, and we're off to see practice. Jacob, you did a great job as usual. So long, everybody. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. God bless.